stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. There's no denying the fact that uh, the political lay of the land has changed considerably over the last year or two. And it's uh, not good news for Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Uh, you had, of course, well, it was Brad Wall. Now it's Scott Moe. You have the the uh, Saskatchewan uh, party in charge in Saskatchewan. And they uh, all along have been big opponents uh, of the Trudeau agenda, certainly on the carbon tax issue. Uh, then you had former conservative MP Brian Pallister uh, come in uh, as the new premier of Manitoba. You then, of course, had Jason Kenney return to Alberta, emerge as the UCP leader and perhaps the next premier. And you also had in Ontario a big, big shift. And a key ally of Justin Trudeau, Kathleen Wynne, going down to defeat, uh, only to be replaced by Doug Ford. Uh, so those four, along with conservative leader Andrew Scheer, have really come together as a united front against Justin Trudeau and his plans for a national carbon price. It is an interesting and significant political story in Canada. Kind of thing that uh, somebody like our next guest would uh, explore and write about. And indeed, McLean's Magazine senior writer Paul Wells has written a lengthy feature piece on this changing political dynamic of what it means for the prime minister. I would encourage you to read it. It is also the cover story of the latest edition of McLean's Magazine. And the cover seems to really set people off for some reason. It's a photo of the five individuals who are the subject of the story. So logical maybe that some image of them would be associated with the story. And it's interesting because it's not actually them standing all together, though it looks like it is. But it's a picture of the five of them, a composite shot, and it says the resistance. And it goes into a little more detail, but that seems to be what, what's got people so angry. Now, there's a lot of memes and a lot of jokes about these five guys, you know, looking like some kind of boring law firm or something. But a lot of people upset over the fact that these guys would, would get to use the word resistance, even though they're obviously not calling themselves that. Anyway, joining us to talk more about all of this is the aforementioned Paul Wells, senior writer with McLean's Magazine, McLean's.ca. Paul, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Okay, so the story here is about these conservative leaders, them coming together, pushing back against Justin Trudeau and, and his plans to implement a carbon tax, a national carbon price. I, I mean, we'll get to the, the cover controversy in a second, but it is a pretty interesting and important story, isn't it? Yeah, I don't recall... Um uh, either seeing myself or hearing of a, a coordinated effort by mostly provincial politicians to stop a federal uh, prime minister from pursuing a policy. You know, I, like the last time would, would maybe be the common front of premiers who, who tried to get Pierre Trudeau to take a certain line on the Constitution in 1981. I mean, that's a lifetime ago. and And yet... And, and even when Stephen Harper was deeply unpopular among mostly liberal premiers, they didn't work together to try and block something he was doing the way these conservative premiers are doing. So, yeah, to me, it's a big it's a big development in our international politics. I mean, the federal conservatives have you know, long opposed any form of, of carbon pricing, any sort of carbon tax. Uh, so Andrew Shearer is in, in keeping with that. And, and obviously there's been some some continuation from Brad Wall to Scott Moe uh, in, in opposing this. But really over the last year, uh, things seem yeah. to have changed quite dramatically, haven't they? 
yeah, I mean, so the, the big thing, of course, is that Doug Ford became the Premier of Ontario. That represents a change in the attitude of the Ontario Conservative Party, not just of the Ontario government, because his predecessor, Patrick Brown, who had to quit uh, because of some allegations of sexual impropriety, uh, his plan was to accept the federal carbon tax and to uh, take the revenues from that carbon tax and use it to pay for the rest of his platform. And uh, a lot of the Ontario Conservatives kind of grumbled that they were willing to put up with that until he had to leave. And then it became very clear that the grassroots of the Ontario Conservative Party were not going to tolerate a serious leadership candidate who was willing to go along with a carbon tax. And Doug Ford, as the earliest and loudest opponent of a carbon tax, became the leader. And that change in Ontario changes the national dynamic because uh, Alberta and Saskatchewan is one thing, Alberta and Saskatchewan, Ontario, and to some extent, even some of the Atlantic provinces, that starts to be you know, more of a, a national opposition to the Liberals. How much of a problem does it pose for the Prime Minister? Well, we'll find out. I mean, as the article points out, the current polling suggests there's a lot more patience for a carbon tax uh, than there was 10 years ago when Stéphane Dion had, had, the, uh, had a similar plan. And especially when it's, it's implemented along with a, re- a rebate scheme, which means that you get some chunk of the money that you spent on the carbon tax or even more than you spent on the carbon tax uh, in, in, in tax rebates. That, that tends to make it, a, you know, for the moment, a pretty popular policy. Um, but... You know, the piece doesn't try and predict you know, whether whether this conservative common front is going to win or lose. And I also happen to think that it's early days yet, that there's all kinds of ways to campaign against the federal liberals' plans in ways that might shift public opinion. What do you think it is about this issue that seems to have galvanized uh, conservatives so much at the moment and really united these leaders? Because ostensibly, anyway, all of them, um, at least in theory, proposes doing something different to reduce emissions. But what is it about this issue? Well, it, it, partly it's as simple as the fact that it's a tax. And tax, taxing has become so anathema since Stephen Harper was prime minister in this country that even Justin Trudeau campaigned for the Liberal leadership and then for the Prime Ministership uh, by saying that Canadians are already taxed enough and that he had no interest in increasing federal or provincial uh, or no federal uh, personal or business uh, tax income mm-hmm. tax, um, and and now it sure looks like this is a going to be a new tax, and there's also the long-standing conservative belief that even if humans cause global warming through their through burning fossil fuels and so on that that's not really why the opponents of uh the petrochemical industry are in the game they are just basically socialists who want to control every aspect of life and tax everything and run everything and that a carbon tax is a is a uh a pretext for meddling in everyone's lives in every way um and uh Look, I personally don't buy that, but it's it, 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 it's a fairly widespread belief system among people who oppose carbon taxes. It's pretty much, I, I basically just paraphrased the way Stephen Harper talks about it in his own recent book. And uh, I, I think that's what's got these people working together. Is it's not They're not just upset about carbon taxes, they're upset about a whole worldview that is behind carbon taxes.
Yeah, I, I think there's a lot to that. I mean, it, 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 in a way, maybe it's oversimplifying it, but it's, you know, kind of the popular word of the moment is, is populism. Is, is this a manifestation of, of kind of a populist sentiment on the right? Um, a little bit, because um, it, it is, in, in a lot of circles, coming to be, you know, quite politically incorrect to say, you know what, the, country, the, 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 the planet can roast, for all I care, I'm not going to be called to change my life to, 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 to affect that. Or you can make all the claims about a roasting planet that you want. You're not going to scare me into giving up things that I hold dear, like my my need to commute and my right to you know, buy gasoline and stuff like that, have a car. Um, that's, that is a, a populist instinct. But in some ways, it's not new. One reason I wrote this thing is that I, for as long as I've been in Ottawa, people have been advocating a price on carbon, and they've been losing. Uh, they, they, under Gretchen and Martin, they lost those fights internally. Uh, there were people who thought that, the, that those governments should have been going much faster on, on pricing carbon, and first Gretchen and then Martin didn't want to hear about it. Uh, and then they lost when Stephen Harper became prime minister, and then they lost when he beat so one thing I wanted to do is just remind readers, you know, we've played in this film before, and so far, the people who think of themselves as the good guys end up losing. So maybe I should just, you know, remind people of that element of the debate. Well, you know, we'll, we'll see whether that changes. But if past is prologue, then Justin Trudeau does not get to pass this, this carbon tax one way or the other. So these five conservative leaders are, are really at the center of this story. It seems pretty logical then that, that maybe they would be featured on the cover. It is a photo illustration of the five of them, almost kind of looking like a, like a law firm. But this cover uh, and the uh, title on the cover, The Resistance, uh, describing these five, getting um, a fair bit of reaction, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, some people think that it, it's ridiculous because they're, you know, a bunch of... Uh, dumpy old white guys uh, on the cover of a magazine, and that that doesn't rhyme with the um, some people's sense of, of, of an appropriate diversity. Like some people would wish there were more women or more people of color. And to which my answer is pretty obviously: Look, I'm stuck with the material. These are the people who are leading the resistance against or the opposition to a national carbon tax scheme, and it just happens that they're middle-aged and male and white. Um, I can't make up a, a, a more pleasingly diverse premier who's also with them. No, these are the guys. Uh, and then there are some people who seem to be quite upset about the term resistance, which has over the years, uh, including quite recently in the Me Too and Time's Up movement, had a specific meaning. There's specific, uh, you know, actions of sexual harassment and so on that that against which there's a resistance. But we use it more generally. These are the people resisting Justin Trudeau. Therefore, they're a resistance. But, mm-hmm. but you know, anyway, some people are pretty mad at us. Well, so it seems. And I, and I guess you're never going to please everybody. And, and I think you had noted uh, yesterday that, that uh, there were a lot of people uh, on the right who were angry uh, at a recent cover featuring uh, Christy Friedland. So uh, now I guess you've got the other side mad at you. But it's, it's I don't know. I mean, if it's a different kind of, of anger, it's I, I've been surprised at the backlash against this. Yeah, I mean... I'm I'm told that McLean's was mentioned on Twitter on uh, on Wednesday more in, in that single day than at any previous point since Twitter was invented. Uh, there's an awful lot of chatter about about this cover. Um, 
I just wish in general that people would chill a little. You know, um, uh, we did not mean to deny the validity of various kinds of heroic resistance in various manifestations throughout human history. We just used a word that uh, has a meaning in electricity, that has a meaning in group psychology, has a meaning in politics to describe a bunch of guys. And we didn't, you know, I I don't say they're right. I don't say they're wrong. Um, To borrow a phrase from certain of my colleagues in the United States, we report, you decide. Which seems pretty reasonable. McLean's.ca. Um, people can uh, read the story, see the cover for themselves. Uh, and, of course, saw on newsstands everywhere. Paul Wells, thank you so much for joining us here today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the great white north and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.